Dad, is there any way you could send the money today? To send someone money fast, come to Western Union. We'll make sure it gets to any of our 15,000 locations, usually within minutes. Keep in touch. Western Union, the fastest way to send money. And consider this. When Doc Brown had to send Marty a message, he used... Western Union! ...to help you find out what happened. We'll refund you a Back to the Future Part 3 ticket when you come to Western Union. So why even consider anyone else? Come along with me, celebrate year three. It's Marchy McFly again. Back to the Future 3, a month-long podcast with me. It's Marchy McFly. It's Marchy McFly again. Again. I'm doing it again I couldn't stay away, I confess Another adventure with Marty and Doc And this time, they're in the OS So come along with me, celebrate year three It's Marchy McFly again Stay here all month long and get sick of this song Cause it's Margie McFly, it's Margie McFly again, again It's a 31 day podcast where I celebrate one movie and the movie happens to be back to the future party which means today I, well, I watched Back to the Future Part 3 for the 13th day in a row. And here I am talking about Back to the Future Part 3 for the 13th day in a row. Now I know what you may be saying. Michael, you don't seem excited about this. And I'm going to say, huh? What? Hey, it's not that I'm not excited. It's that I'm terribly, terribly tired. I think I'm feeling that lost hour that we lost yesterday. I tried to get it back, but uh, I don't have a time machine. So this morning I woke up before work and, you know, it's like seven, but really it's like six. I'm still not quite there yet. And I said, I'm going to go grocery shopping, which I did. Did my morning routine of uh, grocery shopping, but I did it on a Monday instead of a Sunday. And that's fine. But then I get home and boom, right into work. Work right into uh, running some errands, picking up some din-din, walking my dog, all the while, I'm like, oh my goodness, I've only watched 10 minutes of Back to the Future. I have a meeting on Mondays, and it kind of eats into lunchtime. Like, if I don't eat lunch early, then I'm going to eat lunch really late, and it's going to be quicker. And I think I only watched about 10, 15 minutes of Back to the Future at this point. 
so then I don't think I started watching it again till about 8.15 or so. Got it done because, damn it, I'm a professional. I mean, I'm not really, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a professional, I'm an, a professional amateur. If you know what I mean? I, I take this goofy shit seriously and, uh, I am, you know, if I'm going to set forth at doing a, a project like this, damn it, I'm going to do it. And it doesn't matter that it's 10 o'clock at night. That doesn't matter at all. I say I'm going to talk back to the future part three. Gosh darn it, I'm going to do it. Now, mind you, I, I, have, I, have I done it yet? Does this count? Am I, am I done? No, gosh, no, gosh, no. No, today I wanted to do a couple things. I wanted to talk specifically about the DeLorean. Okay, the DeLorean. Not the DeLorean, the car from, uh, you know, Back to the Future. No, the car that the John DeLorean... Um, created. I'm talking about the character of the DeLorean, the DeLorean specifically in Back to the Future Part 3. You know, in one, we had the cool DeLorean obviously uses plutonium, which, you know, it's hard to come by. You can't just pick it up in any, any store, any corner store. And it comes at a cost, let's be honest. It comes at a major cost. Uh, once you take your car to the future you're able to apparently create some sort of uh, cold fusion just using normal household trash as some sort of like trash compactor or food processor type thing. But, um, well, that, that, still, that still is true in part three because the time circuits are still, I mean, the, um, the flux capacitor and time circuits are still kind of powered through the uh through Mr. Fusion. We didn't see any garbage being thrown in into Mr. Fusion, but what's you know what's the big deal? They could just throw in any crap that they have lying around and it might be actual horse crap they put in there. It could be from A Jones manure itself. But um the major differences between two and three, well the first thing is the car can't fly anymore. Obviously, we learn when um, at the beginning of the movie, Mark, Doc is reading his his note, and he, you know they they mention that when the when the lightning struck, it it um, messed with the hover conversion, and the, unfortunately, the car will never fly again. It's a quick line, but it plays a big part because. You know, I well, I'm trying to think. Does it play a big part? Because what? How is it actually flying? Is it you using regular unleaded gasoline to fly? No, I feel like the Mister Fusion probably powered it to fly. So if it could fly, it would. Right? I think. So that's why they said it can't fly. Not only that, because they want to. I mean, let's be honest. The real reason they don't want it to fly is because we want it, this to be an old-fashioned Western. We don't need flying cars. It's bad enough, or it's hard enough dealing with uh, uh, futuristic-looking, space-looking cars. That's not great. But, I mean, in the 50s, they think it's a spaceship. In the 1885, they're going to think, I don't know what they're going to think. You know, 
they probably would have, uh, you know, strung Doc up as some sort of heretic. You know, I'm sure he's not the, you know, the, the Dark Ages where they think he's a witch, but they're going to think something. They're going to think some sort of, like, um, well, they probably would think it's some sort of foreign uh, threat. And who is this guy? And what's he got here? But uh, luckily they, they keep it grounded and they pretty much keep it out of everybody's way. I was thinking today, like, 70 years in a mine. Uh, yes, all the fluids were probably drained out and dried up. That's not a concern. But I'm, I was thinking today, wouldn't the car rust up a little bit? And my only, like, I don't know, I don't know, know nothing about no cars. My only uh, rebuttal to that would be, Doc wrapped it up really nice. And when you wrap something up nice, like, think about it. You put something in the freezer, it's going to get freezer burn. But if you wrap it up right, that th- some things will last in the freezer for quite some time. And I use that analogy because I just cleaned my freezer out over the weekend. And I did not wrap things up nice. And I was like, what are these little, these little balls of ice? Oh, these are tater tots. Oops. The freezer looks great now. I mean, terrific. But if I wrapped up those tater tots really well, or, you know, sealed the bag, uh, I don't. I think I'd still be enjoying those tater tots. Much like uh, the fact that, that Doc wrapped up the DeLorean quite well, allowing future 1955 Doc and Marty to uh, pretty much pick up where they left off. The thing is, it's funny that the, the tires were wrapped up too, but they disintegrated pretty pretty quickly. Like, when Doc was using the tow truck, you could see that those, at least the back tires, were completely gone. So I was I wanted to look up all the differences between the Back to the Future 2 DeLorean and Back to the Future 3 DeLorean, and I can't really find all that much. I found a picture of schematics, that um, the, the word that... Uh, um, <laughs> Marty couldn't say he was like Scott Doc's like schematics you idiot Uh, I found an actual it's on yourprops.com there's a there's a photo I don't know if it's for sale or not but there's a photo of it says this is the prop that was folded on the DeLorean when they're in the mine they they didn't take the DeLorean out right away they're studying that in the mine when when he's like look at this thing this microchip made in Japan what are you talking about Doc all the best things are made in Japan uh, that folded up schematics on the hood is what's found on this uh, website. It says, this was the one schematic that was rolled on the hood of the DeLorean when Mar- Doc and Marty dug up the car in the old mine shaft. There were, a hand- there were a small handful of these made, and each one was slightly different. There were a couple that were folded, and one had red markings on it. This one, this was the one that was rolled. Ooh. Uh, so this, I wonder if they have a lot of rep of props on yourprops.com and they sure do they have a ton of I, I should go through this one day just go through the props that that'll fill a day huh <laughs> um, uh, but I couldn't find like a complete list of the actual changes like if someone had a you know um not an ex, not an excuse but like a good explanation of what was done. 
but I do see a close-up photo on uh, up on the Back to the Future Futurepedia, and it shows a a good-sized photo of what Doc was what what Doc put on the hood in 1955. And I think when I was younger, I just thought that was coming through the hood, but it's not. It's a it's like a shallow wooden box but not, not a box, like a um, container. It, there's no top to it. So it, um, and it's strapped down by two belts, I think, going under two belts. One, it looks like four, but there's two on one side, two on the other. And I assume they loop under the hood to keep it really tight. And my God, how tight do they keep it? Because that thing doesn't budge the entire movie. Um, you see all kinds of, doodads and whatnots on it. I can't really tell you what it, it looks like a battery. It looks like there's some, th- there's three, two, actually there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe 14, 15, 16 of these like, almost like vacuum tubes. Uh, there's a, a couple things that look like almost they could be batteries. They might be like old car batteries or something like that. Uh, but they what, what's cool is they just look like an old thing from the 50s, like an old invention, invention prototype with wires. And, and there's like uh, there's a cable coming off the this big battery looking thing, probably looping into the car. There's another cable uh, going under the hood. Uh, there's this something that looks kind of like a cheese grater, but it's got all kinds of dots on it. I don't know, but it's all kinds of these these cool things. And all those are there for is to get the time circuits working, right? That's going to power the time circuits and work and get them working, alongside with the the Mister Fusion, which gets allows the flux capacitor to uh, get enough power, right? I think. And then the only real difference with the Back to the Future 3 um, DeLorean is those sweet, sweet, sweet white wall tires. I love those. I like that is my, that's what makes this DeLorean. I mean, the original is the best. The second one, the only difference is it flies and it has Mr. Fusion on the back. It's really not that different. This one is just is its own thing and I love it so much. You know, the, the, the I say Back to the Future, the movie's <clears throat> easily, obviously the one, it's not even close. It's not even, it's not even a conversation. 132 is my order. And I think 132 is my order of, of the, well, 132 is easily my order of the uh, DeLoreans. I guess two, two is also in, um, I guess they're all in every movie, technically. Except the flying one, I don't know. They're all the same car, but it's funny, like how they talk about how there are there are four. Last year, I talked about there were four back to the four DeLoreans in 1955. There is the DeLorean that Marty took back. There is the DeLorean that Marty and Doc took back when they relived the movie again. There's the DeLorean that Biff took back on the same day to bring back the um, the almanac. And there's the DeLorean all the way from 1855 to um, 
you know, the duck has hiding in the mine. Some people, now, there is a long, long trivia uh, thing. I wanted to go through some trivia uh, and of just of this movie in general, but this one, this long, long, long one, bear with me. I'm going to try to read this all the way through. And I feel like this is, it's not trivia as much as it is someone's theory in this movie and as long as with, with the four uh, DeLoreans. And now I'm starting to believe there aren't four DeLoreans until the end. Hmm. There aren't four DeLoreans in Back to the Future 2, but there would be by the time Back to the Future 3 gets there if, if I'm making any sense. I wanted to read some trivia from this anyway, so maybe I should start with this one specifically. It's a long one. And I'm going to probably mess it up, but you're here anyway, so here we go. Okay. There exist enough clues in all three movies to reconstruct the travels of the DeLorean precisely to within a few minutes at worst, except for 2015's Biff's arrival in 1955 and Doc's personal travels. There are a few interesting things to note. Not counting the time Doc traveled by himself, the DeLorean spent nearly 71 years on its own timescale, from its first time travel to its destruction. By the time Marty made his ultimate return to 1985, he was approximately 14 days, 3 hours, and 27 minutes older than he should have been. Jennifer, on the other hand, is 7 hours and 26 minutes younger than she should have been. Another interesting conclusion... So wait a minute, let's stop there. So because Marty left spent all this time doing things and came back at the exact same time, he's obviously older. You know, he he's older. Jennifer, on the other hand, is seven years younger. So she, um, hmm, how does that work? She goes into the future and then comes back to 1985, but they came back earlier? So... Huh, I don't quite understand that one. Um, this is another interesting conclusion is a, is a point of contention. Okay, this again, this again sounds like a theory because they're talking about theories in this trivia. You know, this is not set and it is not set trivia by mean by any means. But it says there are two theories, one of which drops the last item. I don't even know what that means. On November 12th, 1955, between the time Biff arrived or 6 a.m., whichever came first, okay, and 6.38 p.m., the time he left, that's based on the time circuits, I suppose. There were four DeLoreans present in Hill Valley. This is what I was talking about earlier. Uh, ordered from its point of view. Number one, the instance where Marty was trapped in 1955. Number two, the instance where Biff came back to give himself the almanac. Number three, the instance where Marty and Doc came back to get the almanac back. I've said this already. Number four, the one in the mine. Those who do not agree with number four, the car in the mine, argue that according to the ripple effect timeline as presented in the films, there wouldn't be a DeLorean hidden by Doc in the mine until after that evening when the lightning blast would accidentally send Doc back to 1885, thereby altering the timeline. So it's at the time, because you see how they do things and then the newspaper changes to Doc Commended. Then the um, uh, 
George McFly murdered to George McFly honored changes because things have to happen for things to change. But it's weird because that things have to happen in the in the wait a minute. Things have to happen in the past to change in the future. But if well, I guess because he didn't go back yet, then he wasn't back there yet to go back and do it. I suppose. Um, so it says those who do not agree with number four argue that, oh no, I said that according to the ripple effect, uh, there wouldn't be a DeLorean hidden until the lightning strike, thereby altering the timeline. It is, then they put in quotations, entirely true that we do not ever witness a moment in the film where all four instances coexist. But the text ordered from its point of view, again, what, what text? Uh, oh, the text above. This is, again, his own theory. The text above um, sh- should hint at a solution. Once the DeLorean... Is, are they writing a riddle? What the hell is this? Once the DeLorean is in 1885, consider that it would detect if it were in a position to witness the comings and goings of its former selves. Now it's making the... It's like make, giving the... Um, DeLorean a personality, it would detect over 70 years of peace. Oh, my God. Then one arrives. Oh, say okay, so that one. Then one arrives, then two arrives, then three arrives in some order, then two, then leaves at one order, then number three leaves around 10 p.m., and number one leaves at 10.04 p.m. Leave uh, itself. Number four leaves soon after that. This is really wild. If we grant that all three of those instances, one through three, continue to exist in the final timeline, then there should be no problem accepting this theory. What theory? I'm still, com- I'm still confused. Still not convinced? Consider the 100-year gap near the end of the movie when Marty takes the DeLorean on its final journey. 70 years into it, for a few hours, there are four instances in the... Co- oh, my God. That's annoying. So you're saying at the end of part... Three. The 100-year gap between 1885 and 1985. When Marty takes the lawyer on its final journey, 70 years into it, 70 years into what? For a few... They don't actually travel. They're instant. It's instantaneous. They don't travel through time. Like, they're not... They don't stop in 1955 while they're on their way to 1985. I don't like that. But I think... What I think is... um, the moment Doc's DeLorean, see, we don't know what time Biff leaves. So if Biff, is, if old Biff is already gone, then there's only three DeLoreans because by the time the DeLorean, well, okay, wait a second. If, there, if we're going with the ripple effect, there's never four DeLoreans in 1885, in, in, in 1955, because there's one DeLorean. The one that Doc and that Marty has in the first one. Okay, there's two DeLoreans. Biff comes back. Then there's three DeLoreans. Doc and Marty come back. Doc and Marty. Uh, the fourth one's not there yet because of the ripple effect. Then Doc leaves. I mean, uh, 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 Biff leaves. He's not there by the time the dance is run. He's already gone. So we're down to two. The one, the original one that goes back to the future in the first movie, and the one that they took back. That one gets struck by a lightning. It disappears. Now there's only one. But the moment that one disappears and goes back to 1885, now 
now there is a a a DeLorean in the mines. It doesn't like there's no DeLorean in the mines. It gets struck by lightning. Boom! There's a DeLorean in the mines, just like that. That's the ripple effect, and that's the one I want to go with. There's never two, uh, four four DeLoreans. If I said that in the past, I'm taking it back. There's only two DeLoreans. There's only three DeLoreans um, at, at most in Back to the Future, and never is the 1955, uh, the ni- the 1885 DeLorean uh, is never part of the three. It's it's when the third one disappears. I'm sorry, the the second one disappears, the Biff one. Then the third one disappears. Then the fourth one appears. Oh my God. This is not really a good day to do this. I am exhausted, and I've just my I'm now. Is anyone else's nose bleeding, or is that just me? I was I wanted to go over some trivia too, talking about the DeLorean. Uh, it says this DeLorean uh, in 2010. This DeLorean was used. Uh, was this DeLorean that was used during filming was put back out on the exact set of tracks used for the vehicle's final scene for part of the week long celebration of the 25th anniversary. Wow. The 25th anniversary was 13 years ago. It's like the fact that two years from now we're going to be celebrating its 40th anniversary is ridiculous. Uh, It also says in 2011, the DeLorean with the white wild 1950s tires was finally restored after a good six to seven year period by Back to the Future enthusiast Joe Walzer. His team cleaned up both this version of the DeLorean as well as the original DeLorean used for production of all three films. That is really cool. Um, I kind of wanted to talk... So here's the thing. Today I wanted to talk about the, the specifics of the, of the part three uh, DeLorean. I think I took like a few minutes on that. And then I get lost all of a sudden in this giant nerdy trivia uh, theory that this dude writes on IMDb. I'm just assuming it's a dude. I mean, I could be completely wrong and it's some nerdy woman. But let's be honest, it's some nerdy dude probably. Uh, and there I am. I get lost in that and I find that more fascinating than anything else that I, I planned on doing. So I ha- I looked through the IMDb trivia some more. I was looking for specific things with the word DeLorean in it. And the things that popped up were this long thing and uh, the two notes of 2010 and uh, the 2011. And also, there's one more that says, uh, one of the DeLoreans used in filming of this movie was on display at the Planet Hollywood restaurant in Honolulu until it closed in 2010. Remember when Planet Hollywoods were, were a thing? I think I went to one Planet Hollywood, and that was in Disney World. And, uh, you know, it says, okay, it was suspended from a ceiling and hung upside down to give the restaurant patrons a better view of the vehicle. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to look at the bottom of the car. I'm going to look up right now. Planet Hollywood restaurant chain. It's still a thing? Planet Hollywood International? Planet Hollywood offers fun and family-friendly dining experience. You go to Planet... Um, uh, there was one in New York, temporarily closed... Planet Hollywood International. The logo looks really different. It really looks generic. Like, I miss the old Planet Hollywood logo. You know, the one that that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have on his, like, 
on a jacket when Bruce Willis and Sly and, and, and Schwarzenegger were like, we got an idea. Let's make a, let's make a um, hard rock cafe, but for movies. So if I look at Planet Hollywood, and this wasn't expected either. <laughs> Here I am, though. Click on restaurants, all locations. Uh, there's one in Orlando. I'm telling you, that's the one I went to. Uh, there's one in Las Vegas. There's one in Malta. And there's one in the Los Angeles airport. And Cutter. So wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five. There are still five Planet Hollywoods. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine at all that any celebrities are still part of this. It, it, was, it had to have been bought out from some conglomerate. Uh, and, you know, its, own, its headquarters of uh, Planet Hollywood International is headquartered in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Planet Hollywood is a world-renowned trademark established in 91, continues to expand its brand into a wide array of dynamic ventures such as the new Planet Hollywood Restaurant and Casino in Las Vegas. The restaurant and casino was unveiled and it was has positioned Planet Hollywood as the premier entertainment establishment and destination. Founder Robert Earl, along with original partners and stockholders Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone, continue to steer Planet Hollywood toward exciting and new endeavors. Are you freaking serious? Sly and Bruce are still part of Planet Hollywood? I mean, Bruce, Bruce Willis apparently isn't doing very good right now, which is just depressing on a whole other level. But something about the fact that they still are part of Planet Hollywood just warms the cockles of my heart. What does this have to do with Back to the Future? It just shows you that one of them uh, was in... Wait. Oh, and it was in the Honolulu Back to the... <laughs> of course, the Back to the Future DeLorean from Part 3 goes to the Honolulu Planet Hollywood, which closed 13 years ago. You know what? Guys, I think I'm done. I think I did it. I definitely talked more, way more than I, than I thought I would. I got some sort of a second uh, burst of energy that it's just going to collapse in about five minutes, and I'm going to hit the, hit the pillow. I'm going to open up my uh, Google Books app. I'm going to start reading, uh, continue reading Back to the Future 3, uh, the novelization, and then I'm going to start sleeping. Um, but fear not. We are almost to the halfway point of Marty McFly. I have things planned. I have definite things I want to talk about, but it's almost like I wanted to t- I wanted to wait till the middle of the month to start talking about specific things in the middle of the movie. Um, I have guests that I that I plan on having on the show yet. They don't they don't know what day they're going to be on yet. I don't know what day they're going to be on yet. But um, it, once they're available, once I ask them, even though guys, I mean, you know who you are. We'll get this done. We'll figure it out. Uh, but not today. Not tomorrow. Probably not at all this week. But next week. Sure, next week. Absolutely. So, my friends, listen. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for subscribing. I want to thank you for still putting up with me after 13 days of this just absolute silly, exciting, fun, very well worth it nonsense. That's what Geek Mentality is all about. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. You can find the Facebook page at Fans Not Experts. And you can find everything that I do. You know, besides like my job and my family. But every other thing I pretty much do is all found at FansNotExperts.com. 
So until tomorrow, my friends, happy Marchy McFly 13th. I'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday. I plan on watching the movie a lot earlier tomorrow. But until then, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for following. Thank you for not smoking. And until then, which is tomorrow, because I'm very tired and I already kind of screwed up, here is my theme song. This is my podcast. I made it. Geek Mentality is what I named it. And I think you should listen and subscribe. Cause I'm kind of funny and awesome. I think that I'm worth your time. And I'm kind of handsome. My mom says, please listen and please subscribe. At least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.